Welcome to It's All Her, the podcast for women who want to live simpler, better lives. I'm your host, Geordie Lucas. I'm the founder and editor of It's All Her. I'm a mum to a toddler and I was an actor in a previous life. Each week, I'm joined by a guest to talk about their life, their work, and of course, how they make life simpler and better. For the latest, head to itsallher.com or follow us on socials. Let's get to this week's episode. This week's guest is Sarah Smith, and in this interview, we talk about how there's been this cultural shift towards natural living and natural products. And it got me thinking about how I see a lot of crunchy mums on social media, as they like to be referred to. And crunchy mums are the mums who like to take a really holistic approach to motherhood. They probably had an unmedicated birth and they use cloth nappies and so forth. And then if you don't subscribe to that, there's silky mums. And silky mums are staunchly pro-Western medicine and they give their kids McDonald's and they don't feel bad about screen time. And I've never really fully identified with either of these because there's things that I've done that would be considered crunchy, but then I'm also the first to put an iPad in front of my daughter when I need a break. And I'm sorry, there is no way you would catch me scraping my child's excrement out of a cloth nappy. It's just not happening. And then it was like the TikTok algorithm read my mind that I was feeling lost between these two schools of parenting. And I came across scrunchy mums. And scrunchy mums are my people. So scrunchy mums do a bit of this and a bit of that and just whatever feels right in the moment. The biggest selling point of being a scrunchy mum, though, is that they don't give a shit what anyone else does with their kid. There's no way that you would catch like a scrunchy mum in the comments section telling someone that they're going to give their kid autism for vaccinating them. We don't insert our opinions where they're not asked for. We're busy. It's a real you-do-you way of life and I am on board with it. I'd love to know though what kind of mum you see yourself as so let me know either on our Facebook or Instagram. Now some of you may have tuned into this week's episode because we have a discount code for Gabrielle Bernstein's Australian tour so listen out for that and you can get yourself 15% off tickets. Let's get to this week's chat though with Sarah Smith. Sarah, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast with us this week. I'm so excited to hear about your career and your journey into motherhood. I've stopped asking how the year has started for people because we're in (laughs) April, but how have you been? I've been really good, actually. It does feel like the year has just started. And actually, on the way home, just before in the car, I said to my husband, I, I was looking at my calendar and I was doing all these things and I said, the year's going to be over in like two seconds because I'm planning my weeks and my days and things that I need to do and I'm excited for these things and I'm literally going to blink and the year's going to be over. It's going really good. Our little one, our first little one, we've got two little ones, um, our firstborn is starting school next year. Oh, my God. Like time flies. Like she's going to be five and in prep I'm going to have a school kid. It's oh. very weird. <laughs> we've only got one little girl at the moment and she started kinder this year. And that's hard enough. It, yeah. <laughs> It's huge. It feels like a huge transition. Tell me about life prior to motherhood for you. What was life like? Oh, wasn't it? (laughs) So much time on our hands. Um, So I've always been active growing up. I've always been into sports. I did swimming. I did tennis. 
I did, lol, my husband laughs at this one. I did P-ball, the one with the ball on the stick. So I've always been into my sports and really been into nutrition, really loved it. I used to walk into a pump class. I think I was like 18, 19, just out of school. And I'd look at the instructor up the front and go, I'm going to be her one day. Like they're just, they're so powerful. They're so motivating and inspiring to just see this strong woman up the front bossing it, so fit and so motivating. And Mm -hmm. I used to always think that and wonder that. Never did I think that I would become an instructor myself. Yeah. So, yeah, that was me growing up. And how did you get into modelling? Um, well, I don't really do too much modelling. I, I did a side of that growing up. I was on Australia's Next Top Model when I was a lot younger. <laughs> I think everyone signed up for those things at one point in their life. Um, but for me, it wasn't the healthy road. It wasn't the I wanted to be a motivator and I wanted to be someone that could inspire people, but I wanted to do it in a healthy way, in, in a way that was more me and allowed me to be me no matter my body shape, so to speak. So then I took the path of um, obviously I was obsessed with health and fitness and was always in the gym and wanting to learn new things. So then I studied fitness, did my Cert 3 and Cert 4, and then I moved to Sydney from Newcastle, got a job straight away as a fitness instructor, and within two weeks I was teaching classes of 30 people how to train abs, how to train upper body, and it just threw me in the deep end and helped me build that confidence to Mm. show other people, teach other people how to achieve that themselves. It's Geordie here coming into your ears with the discount code that you need for 15% off Gabrielle Bernstein's Australian tour. It is Gabby Australia, capital G, capital A. I will leave the link to Eventbrite where you can purchase the tickets in the show notes. Back to the episode. Have you always had that positive relationship with with food I speak to a lot of women who have done the modeling or even promotional work and things like that and it's been a, an evolution for them to get to where they are I had Laura Henshaw and Steph Claire Smith the founders of Keep It Cleaner on and they both sort of said we are where we are today and we have this great relationship with food and our bodies now but it's taken a while to get there is that something that you resonate or with? Or yeah, I think as, as I've gotten older, I've understood the importance of well-balanced nutrition and, and enjoying things. But also I understand what I need to achieve what I want. I know I have goals, strengths, goals, aesthetic goals, whatever they may be. I have my goals and I know what I need to do to achieve that, but I do it in a healthy way. I do it in a way that it's a lifestyle change or a habit change rather than preventing myself or stopping myself from eating things. I think when we're younger, we hear all these diets and all these fads and it's just what we hear and what we're brought up around and that's how you achieve these things. But it's not, and I don't think women realise that until they get a little bit older and they understand that you can do this in a healthy way and it's just understanding and having the knowledge to do so. So there's so many ideas and we just, we're just we just not educated. Like people today and young girls are just not educated. They see something, they read something, they see a TikTok, they see this and they think that's what they've got to do to achieve that. Yeah. So I think the important thing that we need to then retrain them or educate them on how to do that in a healthy way. What are your thoughts on then, because you say education and something that is one of my biggest bugbears with social media is people that are uneducated giving out advice. Like obviously you have so much experience and you do 28 by Sam Wood, you're the strength trainer there and that's all built around science and people that have studied to give this information. How do you feel about people who don't necessarily have those qualifications jumping on Instagram and trying to make a buck out of people's? Yeah. So even myself, um, I will limit the nutrition information that I'll give you because I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a strength coach. 
yes, I understand and I'm well-rounded and, and I've been doing this for so long. I understand the basics. And one of my best friends, she's a nutritionist, Christiana Vellis, and she's taught me everything that I know. And any questions that I'm unsure of, I cross-check with her and I run them by her because she studied this. This is her career. She, she knows exactly what to do. And everybody's different. So my day on a plate is completely irrelevant to what your day on a plate, my goals, my body composition, my height, my genes. So like we can come up with healthy ideas and recipes. And I think that's great. And we can teach people how to live a healthy lifestyle and how to eat a balanced plate. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty pieces of nutrition, I'll always refer my clients onto a specialist because that's where they're going to get the best information for them. Mm. Day on a plate. That's something else that I was talking yeah. with Steph and Laura about. And I mean, I have no nutritional knowledge whatsoever, but it to me, it's also just a weird fascination that I think we have yeah. with what other people are putting in their mouths. Like it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense. And sometimes we, like I don't even measure the olive oil that I put in my stir fry. Let's be honest. Like, and then if you were to do that, do you know how many cal like do you know how many calories are in olive oil? Like, but just we have to live, we have to enjoy our food. But I think it just comes down to eating good 90 to 95% of the time. It's not about eating really good five days a week and eating all these macro balanced meals. It's a lifestyle thing. You have to change it for forever. Like yeah. and you know, cutting out foods forever. You're just creating new healthy habits that are maintainable and enjoyable because if you don't enjoy it, you can't hang on to it and then it's unhealthy yo-yo dieting. How about your shift becoming a mum? Because I know for me, since I became a mum, I'm so much more aware of the way I speak about myself and the way I I see myself and I, I make a conscious effort to speak positively about my body in front of my daughter how old is your daughter? She's three. Hey, little cutie, but they are sponges. But yeah, and I just, I want, I'm really conscious of that, that, sh- that she will hear me talk positively about my body. How do you sort of set the tone for your girls? I get my girls in the kitchen all the time with me. Um, we cook together. I teach them about food. Obviously, they're only three and four, so they only understand something. But I'm like, on your plate, baby, you need your veggies and you need yeah. your protein, strong muscles to give you energy, and then you need your carbohydrates for energy. So obviously this is a lot for her, but I just talk about foods and I'm like, what's the veggies on your plate? Or like come cook with mummy and then we like just getting them involved. And if they want to try my food, they can try my food. If it's spicy, whatever it is, I let them explore and mm-hmm. I don't limit them. We try to cook everything fresh and I try to like cook muffins with them or get them involved in the food that's in the kitchen so that they want to eat it and they want to explore it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very careful with what I say. Like I've noticed that I say that's a treat and then she'll now label that food as a treat. So in my mind, I'm also reassessing how maybe I teach her about treats because if like she's eating lots of chocolate Easter, I'm like, oh, don't eat too much. You might get a little bit of a tummy ache because there's lots of sugar. And then she'll look at me and she goes, mama, can I have this and this or is that too much sugar? So yeah. now we just need to be really careful with the way that we word things, but then also explain to them there's good things and there's sometimes things and not necessarily bad things. We don't want to drill into them that that's a bad food and you can't mm-hmm. eat it because then they'll have a bad relationship with it or they'll feel guilty or they won't want to eat it or they'll like can I have this mummy and they're too young they're just kids they need to still enjoy foods and go out with their friends and have what they want like have maccas and I remember before I was a mum I was like my kid's never gonna have that 
And I'm like, you know what? They need to be kids. They need to enjoy food, but we also need to give them the opportunity to teach them about food and get them involved in the kitchen so that they can have that healthy relationship with food. It just makes you reassess the way you view the world. Everything. Bite your tongue. (laughs) Little sponges. I guess when you when you talk about the way that you you mother your kids as well, there's been sort of a shift culturally, I think, towards natural remedies and and natural ways of life, I guess. Is that something that you put into practice in your home? I've even changed the Even their like, hair wash, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I walk in and I'll get the vegan organic hair wash. Like even if it costs more than my hair wash that no, like it's probably not organic and vegan yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean like we we're so protective when we wrap them in bubble wrap but we don't want to expose them to chemicals we want them to lead a natural healthy lifestyle wherever possible we want to put fresh food into their bodies that's not covered in pesticides mm-hmm. we want good quality meats like Chris and I we spend so much money on groceries but we're hardly ever thick and I said that to him I yeah. said we spend so much money on groceries but we're buying good quality food and that's what you put in, what you get out. Like that's the energy that we're getting out of it. We're, we're feeling good every day. Like we're not breaking out in pimples. We don't have a sore tummy. Like what you put into your body is so important. And I feel like that's the same with the chemicals or the products that we're using on our body. We need to use, we don't want to be putting all these harmful chemicals into our body. Yeah. I even saw the other day, the people who have made Panadol have made like a naturally derived pain relief. So it's like it's getting into that. <laughs> Obviously, there's a there's a time and place for for, but it's nice to have that option. I would always opt for the natural option wherever possible. And then, obviously, there comes a time and place where you have to intervene. Hi, gang, it's just Geordie. I've gone away and had a Google because I know some of you will be interested in this product. So it's by the makers of Panadol and it's called Pananatra and they're naturally derived pain relief products for adults. I'll pop the link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself if you're interested. Back to the episode. So at It's All Her, we're all about making life simpler and better for women. How do you do that for yourself? Switch off. We need to switch off. We don't switch off enough these days. I have a time limit on my Instagram. It tells me when I've been on there, believe it or not, wait for it, for 20 minutes. And so that means that I need to get off. And obviously sometimes I have work that I need to do or things that I need to share with my community. So some days is obviously longer than others, but it's sometimes a gentle reminder that, hey, you've been wasting time scrolling and you need to switch off. So we have a couple of days where we completely switch off from emails, calls, texts, phones, TVs, and we just get outside, go for a walk, we reconnect, we be active. And it just regrounds you. It just re-energizes you. It fills your cup back up. Like we forget how important it is. We're so busy and our minds are in so many places that if you just switch off even for 10 to 20 minutes, it just refills you up again. And you have so much more energy. You're so much more positive. You're so much more grounded. Take your shoes off, walk around the house without your shoes on. Like simple things to just bring us back. Yeah. That's how I get all my balance in. (laughs) What else is coming up for you for the rest of the year? I mean, you've got your two little girls, obviously. Like, can you give us a sneak peek into anything that you're working on? Oh, I need a sneak peek. I don't even know what's coming up. (laughs) Oh, I know my little babies. One of them starting school next year. Um, We're we're taking our honeymoon later this year, delayed honeymoon, my husband and I. Um, We never went on a honeymoon either. (laughs) And I'm, yeah. So finally, we're going to have a little honeymoon. Um, Yeah, nothing crazy this year. Just working and loving it and just in the groove. I love routine. We all thrive off routine so much. Um, Yeah, loving it. 
Sarah, thanks so much for, for joining us on the show this week. And I'll, of course, have all the links to your to your socials and everything so everyone can keep up with you on, on socials. Thank social, you so much. Not longer than 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. How long does this episode go for? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It's All Her. If you have loved this episode, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen and I'll be back in your ears very soon.